Tap and tap and tap into your purpose. Tap and tap and check it out. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. We tapping into purpose. Tap and Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, Zay. And it's your boy, Rashad. And this is the Raw on Purpose Podcast. The Raw on Purpose Podcast, the people's podcast, the podcast where it's all about being your true, raw, real, and authentic self while we tap into that divine and real and authentic purpose and we bring it together through these great conversations and topics to help you tap in and be your best self with it, right? That's right. So today we got a great topic for you today. Before we jump into that, do us a favor. Please go to YouTube. We're at Raw and Purpose Podcast. Subscribe, like, share, share this information. I promise you today is going to be a dope conversation. We have some dope men in the room with us today, our special guest. We'll introduce them in a second. Also, you can find us on Instagram at Raw on Purpose underscore. And then you can find us on Facebook, Raw on Purpose. And we're on TikTok at Raw on Purpose underscore. That's R-A-O-N-P-U-R-P-O-S-E. And then if you like what you're hearing, you like a topic for us to go over, uh, any critiques, comments, anything, email us at rawonpurpose at gmail.com. So yeah, like I said, we got some dope brothers in studio with us. We have uh, two of my big brothers. Uh, We have Mike and Wes. Y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Go ahead, Mike. All right. (laughs) Well, um, a pleasure to be here uh, with the facilitators on today. Um, I think the topic is a great topic, something that needs to be talked about, especially amongst the black community. And as a representative of a black man in this community, I think it's a great time to speak on fatherhood and husbandhood. I'm a transplant from Ohio. My wife and I moved here eight years ago with our three daughters. And we're currently living in Powder Springs, Georgia, where we enjoy ourselves. And we're uh, members at Greater Community Church of God in Christ. And we enjoy ourselves there, too. So, awesome. My name is Wes. Um, as they said, this is this is my brother. We have <laughs> so many great conversations. Uh, I have three children of my own. I have a beautiful wife um, at home. Um, I live not too, actually not too far from here, but I, I'm living uh, in Marietta. Um, I'm a music producer and songwriter and musician. Um, I've been in Atlanta for, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here and happy to know these brothers right here. So, so, so like Mike said, we're jumping into, we've been in this year. It was really pressed upon us to do something about family, marriage and family. Um, we started off talking about toxic relationships. Why does it seem like marriage is on the decline? And so we just really thought that we come to this space with a different point of view, honestly, with a God's view of what marriage looks like, what the family looks like. And so the, the pillar, the foundation of a home are the men, are the husbands and the fathers. So we have two, um, and it's, we have wide ranges of experiences of years being in from 30 to, to going on four years. Uh, so we, and, and both me and Rashad, both are fathers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little girl. He has a son that's almost grown. Right. Right. So we've experienced, uh, you know, being married, experience being married. So, you know, 
we have some experience here just to have the conversation. Just like Mike said, especially in our community, there is a misconception that, number one, fathers are not in the homes in black communities. And it's been proven that that's a lot. Mm. That black fathers are actually more present in the home than any other culture in the United States. So now you get to see four black men that are fathers and husbands have a conversation from a kingdom perspective. Again, it's raw on purpose versus Mm. who God created you to be and then the purpose he created you to do in the earth. All of it, the foundation is God. So he's the chief cornerstone. So we start there and then fathers are the foundation of the home. So, uh, so, so Mike, as a father, you've been in the game for a long time, right? Uh, what's one of the greatest experiences with first being a husband? I think we're going to spend more time talking about husbandhood. So what's like, what's the greatest experience of, as being a husband for you? The greatest experience for me, I would say, would be actually fathering children with my wife. Mm-hmm. Because that was something that I always desired to do. I always wanted to be a husband, but it was imperative that I found the right woman. Mm-hmm. And so once that was um, ascertained, I thought it would be the best thing that would ever happen to me would be to father children. Oh, dope. Wow. Dope. That's real dope. All right, yeah. <laughs> Wes? Um, I would say that's a tough one. The best thing right now, I mean, we're 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 so early in our marriage, but um we're now kind of jumping into sync on some things and being in the sync with somebody that you you know are becoming one with, you're merging with. I mean, it's it's the most extraordinary relationship that you could have outside of your relationship with God to have that with another person. You know, there's nobody that should be closer than you, um, to you than your spouse outside of God, of course. And um, yeah, when you could just feel you, you know, you coming into sync, um, it, it's it's pretty incredible. You know, it's literally like an extension of yourself or what self that you are evolving to be. I, I think one aspect that's kind of cool is, I think God is doing stuff with me and showing me things about myself that I don't think any relationship outside of marriage would have been able to, to um, not expose, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would have grown in certain ways without marriage, you know, what the things that God doing. So that's kind of neat. Just kind of seeing that happen um, in this capacity. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that uh, people used to ask me, always ask me what, how is married life? And always, I would always say, and I still say, it's a beautiful struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's two people becoming one flesh. And that's the toughest thing is, like you said, coming in sync. But it's a struggle to get to that sync, being in sync. But it's a beautiful thing when it happens. Because mm-hmm. you got to enjoy it. Because it happens for a moment, right? <laughs> yeah. And then some comes life, emotion, something happens to where now you're you're kind of struggling to get back to that that wholeness. But that's just the wavelength of life of yeah. being married. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people can't even like, don't even get to that point. Like they tend to give up opposed to like understanding like, yo, this is a struggle. We're going to mm. become one. Right. And we're going to enjoy this moment. And then we have to understand that something's going to come to disrupt it, whether it's ourselves, mm-hmm. whether it's that blind spot we didn't see and they expose it. Right. Marriage is nothing but a mirror. 
Mm. Like your wife right. is a reflection of who you are, right? So as we're so so let's let's talk to these um, men. What are some things that you should do to prepare yourself to even think about becoming a husband or taking on a wife? What are some things that mm. you think that they should work on in their singleness, even in the engagement period? What are some what are some of those things, those either tangible or intangible things that they should uh, kind of be focused on? That first, more some most important relationship, make sure that's right. <laughs> I think uh, that relationship between you and God and being really solid in your purpose, I think is a really important like pre- precursor two before you go and look for a wife like because if you you have to be solid in your purpose and your vision because where are you going to be taking this wife that god has given you mm-hmm. where are you going to be leading her into what are you are what are you covering all that type of stuff you know so you got to have that like ground of like being solid in in the alignment in in your purpose prior to that's what i would say you know? mm-hmm. what would y'all say i would say definitely i would reiterate what you said about your vertical relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because if your vertical relationship with God is not where it should be, it will make your horizontal relationship very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. once you realize that you are doing this in the sight of God, and the Bible does say that we should love our wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment, and it's a total commitment. It's a relinquishment of what you know to do to, you know, give over to this person, mm-hmm. to love this person like Christ loved the church. So it's a commitment, and it's something that you you got to be 100 mm-hmm. No I, question. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, basically, reiterate, well, I got two things, but one of the things would be um, like you guys said, relationship with 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 God, and um, I think oftentimes what happens in marriage is you have one or both people are incomplete in Christ and um, coming together. And I'm talking about people who are. I'm not even talking about people who don't believe. I'm talking about believers. You know, you have two believers sometimes coming together that aren't complete in Christ. So ideally, you want two whole people coming together not too broken but mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't take the time to allow God to heal us from past wounds to heal us from trauma all of these things and we so whatever he doesn't heal us from we're taking that in and now yeah. that other person will be like yo bro yeah. like where did all this come from yeah. you know because everybody knows after that I do that's when it I don't know why <laughs> or how but it gets real you know it gets real yeah. you see things and you're like what what the heck um one one thing that I would advise if you can do it, it's premarital counseling, just because um, it it it'll, it can bring up and out things um, that are going to hit you over the head like a ton of bricks. You're not going to see it coming. You know what I mean? And it just gives you a little bit of room. And I, I mean, I would actually suggest doing doing counseling almost like you check your car. And I mean, you know what I mean? Not like necessarily every three months or anything like that, but you know. Yeah, before going on a journey type Yeah, shit. well, before, yeah. before before going on a journey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of times, like, it, it's just sensationalized so much. You know, the weddings, but, you know, women is just thinking about the big grand weddings and stuff like that. And I think people often don't know what they're 
what they're getting into. Like me personally, I went, I went right into the work, and I said, okay, you made marriage. You you you're you've designed husband and wife. You've designed father and mother. What do you have to say? So I just went in, and the, the scripture you talked about, love your wife as Christ loves the church. I don't think that's anything that you ever master but it's there's so much packed into it so i meditated on that for two or three years before we were even married and figuring out what that was you know what i mean and it's heavy you know what i mean like in fact if you're not willing to do it then don't don't even get married you know but but once you figure out what that's saying you make that decision like damn i'm gonna be able to do this you know what i mean and it's not really it's not you that's gonna do it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be you letting go of Whatever you think yourself is, and allowing God, you know, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So, so the first thing is your relationship with God. Um, Secondly, is understanding that you got to love. It's a commitment, right? So Mm. you got to be prepared to commit to whoever this is. Not when things are going great, right? It's that whole the whole misconception of people like I'm in love with them. It's like. Yeah, that love thing goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butterflies, right. butterflies flew you're, away. <laughs> you're typically in love whenever things are going the best. You're making the most money. You're it's the, the best time of your life. But whenever that that valley moment comes, is when you have to lean on the love of God. You have to lean on. So you're so you're saying when I don't feel butterflies in my stomach no more yep. when I see it. <laughs> yep. So wait a minute. Yep. Exactly. Not yep. supposed to go like that. Yeah, those butterflies go away. They go away. They go away eventually. Yep. Man, yep. can you imagine the people that are actually in marriage thinking that, oh man, I don't feel this anymore. I guess we should get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, but that's I mean that's real. real. You know that's what I mean? Real. Yeah. And it's right. because like, you know, you think of how media has packaged what marriage is, and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, marriage is far from it. Right. Marriage is, is basically, honestly, it's a war. Mm-hmm. Right? It's first and foremost, it's a war within yourself. Right. Right? That's because you have to die to self. Mm-hmm. Both sides uh-huh. have to die to mm-hmm. self. Yeah, yeah. Then you have to die to what's out there in the world that's attracting, like you're attracted to. Like, you know, I, I tell people all the time, there's no such thing as the one. They'd mm-hmm. be like, how did you know they were the one? It's like, well, how do I know that? they were the one that I would choose is totally different than that was the one. This is the one person that God made for me. It's like, mm-hmm. no, because when you meet your quote unquote one, guess what? There's going to be two, three, four, five that are going to be present. And now you have to, this is when your love is tested. You got to decide, do I want this one or do I want number three? Number three has this, that. That's um, real. That's real. You know I, had that, I had that same exact yep. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, some dudes make jokes like, yeah, I had to clear my roster. And it's like, yeah, because you got to make a decision. Like, is this the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with? Are you going to be committed to whoever mm-hmm. this is? Because I think true, true love and loyalty is when you choose that person with all these options on the table. Well, I, well here, here's the one thing I will... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to play devil's advocate necessarily, mm-hmm. but let's go back to where it started. Let's go back to the garden. So, again, your first illustration of the institution of marriage is Adam and Eve, right? So, like we've talked about plenty of times, you have before the fall and you have after the fall, right? So, before the fall, we see God could have done anything. So, he could have pulled three or four women out of Adam if he wanted to, you know? He pulled mm-hmm. one out. So, I thought that's pretty significant. You know what I mean? Because one, it establishes man and woman, the covenant of man and woman in marriage. But it also establishes, you know, if anybody's thinking, oh, you know, it's supposed to be polygamy. It's, it's one man, one woman. 
And, you know, it, you could argue that dating and courting wouldn't exist before the fall. You know, that, so maybe there was that one. You know what I mean? Um, but after the fall, dating and courting, I believe, exists because of us. <laughs> yeah. To some I mean, degree. I would say it's kind of hard to date other people when there's only two of you. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's 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 yeah. true. That's true. But you got to think about like, man. I I think I I don't know. I think it would be different. I I definitely think it would be different. I don't, I don't think it would be you know as option based because we would be more aligned and in tune with God. You know what I'm saying. Whereas now it's a battle to be in in line and in tune. That's why we have to make so many yeah. tough decisions because. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it lines up with what God, you know yeah. what I mean? And because of, I mean, like you said, because of the fall, it, it disrupted things. So we honestly don't even, we can imagine what it would be. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought it back because I was trying to think of the point I was, uh, I wanted to really make was Adam was in God's presence. So as a man, mm-hmm. right, you're mm-hmm. aligning yourself with God, you're understanding what love is, or you're understanding the commitment, but you need to be in his presence, mm-hmm. right? Because that's where, that's, if you're in his presence, God will bring the woman yeah. there. And then even ladies, um, don't go outside of God, God's presence because even Eve was in God's presence. You can't go outside of God's presence and go find a man and try to drag him into, into the presence of God. No. So it's like, you know, ladies, if you're listening, <laughs> like you make sure you find a man that is in that centeredness with God, that's in his presence, that's spending time worshiping him, spending time in his word. Spending time building and working on his character, right? Because as a as a father of a daughter, like that's what I have to now showcase, mm-hmm. right? And then something my pastor says is, you know, love stands on the shoulders of honor, mm-hmm. right? So how we honor our wives is how our children are going to uh, duplicate that in their own relationship. So right. we have to be prepared to honor, uh, you know, your wife. So I think of uh, this discussion that I was having with someone at church. Actually, uh, like your wife, <laughs> your wife Actually, was you a, a part of it. Um, and one of the guys said, he was like, yeah, you know, it says husbands love your wives and then wives submit to your husbands. And so I got pushed back because it was like, well, you know, if the, the husband's loving the wife, then the, the, the wife will submit. I was like, well, nowhere in scripture <laughs> does it say if. And then, right, <laughs> right. There's no and then. It's just submit, it's a command, <laughs> right? It's a command. It's it's um it's either you love, submit. There's no if this person does that. Mm-hmm. So, talking about the love, um, how do you love when uh things aren't going the way you want it to go? Good right? Question. How do you love in the the? <laughs> how, how do you love? When it's like you go through those dry spells, like you're you're not getting it like you want want it, or like they're not talking to you, or you're just you're so focused on providing to where and they don't appreciate it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you love in the midst of honestly, like you don't like them, <laughs> right? Yeah. For lack of a better way of saying it, yeah. how do you how do you do that? Well, you know, because from my perspective, when I've been married, it'll be thirty years in May. Wow. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's see yeah, that let's, up. Let's, let's, 30 years in this place. That definitely needs to run. And before. me and my wife met in high school. Okay. And we've been together since. Okay. 10th grade. Mm. 
to speak to the question, the Bible says that we should love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and then love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I think a lot of times that media does, it skews the actual purpose and the vision of what marriage is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Because um, just for instance, we were watching last night, Ready to Love. I don't know how I got caught on that <laughs> show. And my wife oh, is watching man. it with my girl, my oldest daughter. So I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, people get married within two month period or something like yep. that. You know, it's ridiculous <laughs> how um, media tries to skew what marriage is really about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be able to make a decision that quickly is just beyond me. Yeah. I didn't know how they did it. But it set it up for, I guess, the topic today. When you love your neighbor as you love yourself, that that helps you, God helps you to define what love truly is. Mm-hmm. And once you know what the true definition of love is, you it's just like having a $20 bill that's fake or real. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen the real one, you don't mm-hmm. even need this. You know, you automatically know what the fake one looks like. Or mm-hmm. you yep. just assume. But anyway, as far as that comparison is, that once you know what true love is, and the one who presented this woman into your life and you feel a, a need to be a part of that person's life forever until you till death, it gives you better perspective. And you realize that my life is not going to be the same, of course. And you 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 make it a purpose to prefer them mm. over your feelings. Mm-hmm. And if they do the same for you, that's how you get a perfect marriage because you're looking at them and you're saying, you know, I really am not feeling you right now, but I'm preferring you mm. because God has taught me to love you as I love myself and I would want the same treatment. So that yeah. definition at the very beginning of what love is, because people have their own idea of what love is. And when you go from what God said love's supposed to be, mm. love your neighbor as you love thyself. Treat one, prefer one another. Because he preferred us over everybody, mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. all the animals that he created, over everything that he created. As far as nature is concerned, he preferred man. What is in man that he is mindful of us? Mm. He loves us so much that he created us in his own image. We're the only people, we're the only things that are created in his image. So when you look at that woman, even though she didn't cook the meal she said she was going <laughs> to cook. <laughs> And you get home and you got hot what dogs. Chicken? Yeah. And, <laughs> chicken and, and, and pork and beans when she said she was making pork chops. You have to prefer her. Over. And, and I'm just using that as a comical explanation. But that's in life as you grow older and as you um, walk. And young women, please, 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 please do not take lip service. Uh. As the final um, example, you need somebody to actually show you that they prefer you mm-hmm. over another. Yeah. And when, because truth is in the pudding. I mean, the truth is, it's not going to hide itself. The truth can stand on its own two feet. That's right. Mm-hmm. A lie, you just, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah. But truth is going to stand there and be true. Yeah. So make that person or that individual, that's it's either way, um, male or female. 
Yeah. You know, make them show you the truth. Yeah. Because and don't accept anything less than that. Truth. Mm, truth yeah. is the stability. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the difference between yeah. building a house on sand and a building house. Absolutely. The truth is yeah. Yeah. is the rock. Yeah. It doesn't change. Absolutely. It's consistent. Right. Yeah. You have Solid. to lie. It's just. It's just hard. It's hard trying to lie. And then when you get caught in the lie, it's a gateway for other lies. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it and it's and it really goes against your character, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that gets revealed is your true character when you lie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, bro, what do you, what would you say for the whole? How do you love in the midst of right? Mike gave a great explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how you're gonna come behind well, that, but not only that, but you know, I'm so early into marriage. You know what I mean? I'm in, I'm four years we've been together for six or seven but um you know yeah he he having 30 years he's probably i mean you've seen a lot of different things and had to go through and weather a lot of different things but i guess um for me in my pocket now um i i, I try to focus on service and what what it means to to serve um i don't focus on doing i focus on trying to serve and to me, there's a difference between that. So if I focus on doing for my wife, it becomes more like a job. And then mm-hmm. that 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 right there is not a good path to go down because now you you know how you get if you work too much. Yep, it's right. just like, yo, I'm tired of people. Mm-hmm. Job. But if I focus on the act, the act of service, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, that helps me kind of like weather some of the things and, and kind of go through it. And because to be able to love isn't just to be able to uh just to do it's not just to provide it's not just to pay bills it's not just to do this or that it's to actually it's how you do it it's your posture your heart posture yeah you know what i'm saying so i can wash the dishes or i can wash the dishes in a in a good loving heart posture your heart posture is going to be the difference between whether you're actually serving them which is what god's called us to do essentially to serve our spouses you know whether you're serving them or you're just doing it yeah you know what i mean yeah. and so I don't believe in wasting time if you don't have to. So if you're going to do something, then do it out of service and not just doing it. Otherwise, you might as well just go sit on the couch and watch a game or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. that's the way I kind of uh, deal with it. And and I, I do this because I understand that Jesus is the love that he's talking about when, when God's telling. He's, he's talk, telling us to agape. And that, that level of love is transformative. That will transform. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. It's not me doing anything. It's 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 basically you just allowing allowing yourself as a vessel for God's love to filter through you. And that love, that love when he's filtering through, that's transformative. If you want to see a wife change or you want to see a husband change, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You you have to allow Christ to work through you. You know what I mean? And another thing that you can do again, it's very easy I guess in marriage to look at the other person and focus on the other person. But Start to turn it back on yourself and just allow God to focus on you. Not in the, you know, God, you know, woe is me type of way. But yeah. just start focusing on, on the things that you can do better, how you can become a better husband. You know what I mean? And before you know it, you know, God is working on that heart over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's you know, kind of how I weather it, so yeah. to speak. That's, that's real. Um, that reminds me of a time, it's probably like four years ago. Um, my wife decided that she wanted to go back to school. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I want to go back. 
I said, all right, cool. What's your plan? Right. You're taking a substantial piece of income away from the house. We're newly married. We're building. So it's like you're about to take something away. What are you going to do to kind of subsidize what's being taken? Ask for a plan. Ask for a plan. Nothing happened. She came home one day and said, I turned my two weeks of notice in today. <laughs> I was like, yo, so with no plan. Right. <laughs> and at the top, the job I had was not paying me anywhere to be able to support the both of us. Mm. And then probably a week after she quit, I got in a car accident and totaled my car. So we were down to one car. And it was like that was like the beginning of the end of where I was in, you know, my mindset. We were like two years in. And I probably in a three month span was probably the worst time of me being a husband because I was like, yo, like you just left me hanging. Right. Like I was mad. I was just like, I'm sitting here. I couldn't work out the stress because I was going through the therapy and all that stuff. So it was just balling up. And then um, I was sitting at work one day and God said, um, well, first. He was like, no, you know, it's not her fault. It's yours. For the simple fact that you allowed her to take off. You you could have been like, nah, like you need to, we, we need this plan before you make that decision. I know the deadline, you might have to miss it. Or you even like just allow her to make that decision. Because ultimately, Elaida, it's your feet to make that decision. So once I got past that and had to get to the end of myself, I said, all right, God. So I had to accept responsibility for that. And then he was like, all right, now I need you to go home and ask your wife, how are you doing as a husband? How are you doing at these spaces? And I was in a space to where then I could receive it. The moment we had that conversation, some things broke and like, you know, God replaced her income. And then I was able to leave the job to really start doing some stuff for myself. But it took me taking accountability and saying, Lord, like, all right, that's me. <laughs> right? It's my fault. And then once I opened up, then it opened up the floodgates for her to where now, whenever I feel myself getting in that space, I have to go to him to check me and be like, before I start getting to that bad husband space, because mm -hmm. even, you know, you know, we all know after your, your wife, girlfriend, whoever has a baby, you don't matter for a good period of time. Yeah, yeah. Right? I try to tell you that. It's coming, man. It's, it's, I said, it's right. coming. Right. It's and, it's coming like, and it's like your ego, like, you know, your ego is used to getting this. So when it doesn't happen, like, it's easy for you to, to, to veer off. Mm -hmm. But for me, going back to that time, it's like, all right, Lord, all right, how can you serve her? Like, like you said, because that's a big piece. Think that's one of the parts that's even missing in this whole marriage conversation mm -hmm. from a male perspective on being able to be there for your wife is just serve her and serve her without the um, because people are big on reciprocity, right? I give you this, I get it back. It's like that's nah. not the kind of love we're talking about. <laughs> that's not the kind of love mm -hmm. because what did God do? He just gave Jesus, right? And then what did Jesus do at the end? He just gave his life, right? Yeah. So it's like there was no in return. Like, God is God, whether we do something for him or not. So us as husbands, we are something for our spouse, whether we get it back in return or not, which is tough, right? Which is hard to do because it's like your ego is just this big old massive and for us. And, and, you know, you think about that's why God says for our wives to respect and love us or like the way our wife shows love to us is through respect and submission mm -hmm. is because our egos. But, right? you, you know, it's difficult, too, because. 
when you marry someone that you love, you're expected to be reciprocated. Yeah, yep. you do. Yep. It, it's just a given. That's yep. just I'm struggling with that today. The whole day. <laughs> you're just expected yeah, to be reciprocated. And it may not be reciprocated the way you think it should have been reciprocated, yep. but you got to understand your spouse's love language as well. Yeah. You got to look at, okay, how do they respond when I give? And I had to learn that. I learned, Since we had been together so long, I knew that from the very beginning. So that's why the Bible says, know your wives. Mm. Husbands, know your wives. Wives, know your husband, your mm. own husband. Yeah. And you know, and that's a lot of things. A lot of times you can't allow other people to tell you what they do in their relationship. Mm. So when you do get married, you have this whole preconceived notion of what your husband or what your wife may like, but that other individual that told you was married to somebody that was totally different than you. Right. Yeah. So you're putting labels and preconceptions on a relationship that is just starting. Yeah. So you're already starting off bad. That's why I believe the Bible says seek him first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That counts. Seek him yeah. first. And um, what Wesley said earlier about uh, marriage counseling, that's a must. I w- Preferably, I wouldn't even marry anybody if they didn't mm-hmm. have uh, marital counseling from a spiritual advisor because it just does not make sense. It's like going into a bank with no gun and you trying to rob it. It's just foolish. Yeah. It's, it's foolish, really. It's foolish and reckless yeah. because that's showing from the very beginning that you don't really care about this relationship. Yeah. Don't that you're not willing to put in the time and the effort. Yeah. But yeah, it makes a difference. So when you prefer that person over another and you look at them I'm broke. <laughs> you know, we broke. Right. I love you. you right. know, this one, right. one point before you jump into that. And what people don't know actually is the state rewards you for getting for the preparation. Mm. Right? Absolutely. The state actually rewards you by knocking off some mm-hmm. a little piece off of the marriage license when you go mm-hmm. get the license. Because they yep. understand if you do this work, you ain't gotta see us on the back end of it. Right. Right, which the back end is what <laughs> destroys families. Right? <laughs> it does. And there and, and speaking from our perspective, there's no coverage for us. Mm-mm. Right? Oh, yeah. Like the court's there to destroy men. Right. Oh. There's no safety net, there's no protection. I thank God that there are a lot of men out there that are fighting for that to change because it's something that's an equal thing. It shouldn't be like one side gets something. It it should be a little more balanced. So I'm sorry. Oh, no, Go ahead. I forgot. I, 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 it'll come back. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm sorry. No, 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 I saw you. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm sorry. I just wanted. Oh no, 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 that's all you. So, so as we men, as as we understand, is first you have to love yourself, right? Mm. Right. How how important is that? Loving yourself. I know you're huge on that, mm-hmm. with especially that this raw energy, raw purpose. Loving yourself is really important, especially when you're taking on somebody else. I mean, it's it is because like we spoke about this in uh, past uh, episodes. Like, if you if you don't love yourself, like if you don't even enjoy your own company, if mm-hmm. you get on your own nerves, if you always being hard on yourself, like it's gonna be hard for those who you choose to come together with, live under a room with, and marry, and all that type of stuff, and you don't deal with that. They're gonna catch that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be loving your wife, and then. You never loved yourself and you've always chose other ways of going about, you know, dealing with yourself, your issues and your problem and whatnot. And then you end up projecting these things onto the wife. Mm. 
And then, of course, she's going to do nothing but return that energy right back to you, multiply it. Yep. And you wondering, like, whoa, what's going on or whatnot? But <laughs> your, your, your self-love is out of alignment. It ain't, it's not right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, and that just goes, like, with, like, what Mike was saying, like, the the character, like, like building into the, becoming the, the, the character or building that character um, of loving that neighbor, of loving thyself prior to going into the commandment of love your wife, you know what I'm saying, as Christ loved the church, because, like, it's building up that character, because it's not there, it's like, you once you get into marriage, like, you have to, like, cr- try to create it or build it up or start from fresh and new, and you don't even know what that is. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, foreign to you, so it's, like, that's why that, that, that first part is so important, knowing love itself, okay, coming in contact with love itself, we, I think we all know what that is, and then, and then, that love and action, of course, loving yourself, filling your own cup so you can continue to be an overflowing cup for those around you. And that's important definitely in a mutual relationship mm. is loving yourself first enough to fill yourself up, you know, getting God's presence every day, making sure that you're good so that you can be at 100 whole, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier. Loving and giving and serving from a whole place instead of an incomplete, empty place, and she be shortchanged up. You know what I'm saying? Not getting what she what she needs. Please, right. please don't bring me an empty plate. No <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't right. like chicken and greens and macaroni and cheese, and you bring me a plate with nothing on it. Oh, no, we're not gonna be happy. Right? No, we're not gonna be a happy scene. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think you know what you're talking on is good. I mean, I think it speaks towards identity and. Of course, I mean if if you if you um, don't know who you are as far as being an image bearer of Christ, um, if if you don't know who you are in Him, then you're not really going to be able to love yourself. And if you can't love yourself, then not even your spouse, you really can't love anybody right. to the capacity that you would want. Not your children. Because the, the, the crazy thing is, because our conceptions of love are so warped, mm-hmm. we think like. Oh yeah, you know I love my spouse. I love my kids. Right. But you know, and, and like like you know, my wife's making a transition now. But she's she's now seeing like, oh my goodness, to love Christ is it amplifies all the relationships because now I can really begin to love people the way they're they're supposed to be loved, right? So without him, you have some counterfeit money. Yeah. You but you don't know that you have counterfeit yeah. money because especially if if, if culture. Because we have culture telling us what love is. Uh-huh. And then we have what we've seen maybe in our broken homes growing up, yeah. right? So now we have an idea of what we believe love is. Another thing, we talked about it earlier, that you can do before you even come into marriage is blank slate. <laughs> clean, clean the page. Everything that you thought that you really know, start from scratch. Start, start with Christ. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And allow him to basically reshape everything that you think that you know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I think that that's a help too. If you can have an open mind and open heart enough to um, to make sure that the, the page is blank, so God can kind of start fresh. And this is if you're if you're coming into marriage and you're not completing your identity in Him, which most people aren't. Most <laughs> most people coming into marriage aren't like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So start from a blank canvas and allow Him to to work, and then from there you can start to learn what actual true love is. Because it's not. It's not ooey and gushy, you yeah. know. This, this mm-hmm. is 
you know, it's tough, yeah. you know, because I when we were talking earlier, I thought about the idea that Jesus gave, he gave, and he's the only one that has ever given his life. Mm. He didn't have his life taken, he gave it. So when he <laughs> says, husbands, love your wife as Christ, and he says for he gave, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the the giving of your life. That's the the ultimate sacrifice. And he's the only one in history, human in history, that's been able to actually give his life. Right? He would have stayed on that cross forever <laughs> until that last sin was upon him. Yeah. So that it's heavy what he's asking us to do, but it's it's only heavy if we try to put it on our <laughs> on our shoulders. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to love your spouse without Jesus. Like you really, you can't love him in the way that you think that you love him. You're not gonna be able to love him the way he's asking you to love him without him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't be serving God. No. If he didn't love right. with the love of Christ, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and to me, love is the only ethic that is transcendent. Mm. It goes beyond the grave. It mm. goes beyond mm-hmm. life. Yeah. It's the only ethic. I mean, j- not even happiness. I can be happy, but once you're dead, you ain't happy no more because you can't feel it. But wow. when you love somebody, it goes beyond it because you can mm-hmm. hear people talk about, oh, I accidentally picked up the phone to call this loved one, but they're gone. Mm. Because you had that relationship with that individual. And when you think about the relationship God had with us, it's the same type of relationship we should have with our spouses. Yeah. When we think about them, it's... The, it's a, and when we do for them, mm-hmm. it's not because of the position or the title that we have in that mm-hmm. relationship. It's because we love them. Right. It's that because part. I love you. That's yeah. why. And then hopefully it's trans it's transmitted to her, and yeah. then you can receive the same thing back. Because sometimes I can call my wife and say, "Hey, I'm on my way. I'm about fifteen minutes away from the house. I'll be there." She said, "I'm already cooking." I'm like, "What did you cook?" She said. I cook lasagna. I'm like, you know what? Oh, damn. I've been thinking about lasagna. <laughs> you made lasagna. Yeah. I'm telling you, you know, I don't know how many times that has happened mm. that she'll be cooking exactly what I want to eat because that's how our relationship started. And sink. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's like God rewards you when you're faithful wow. in your relationship. He rewards wow. you with a blessing. It's like she knows my heart. Mm-hmm. It's wow. like she can finish my statements. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's after the trials and the I can't understand why you did that uh-huh. it's things that happen and transpire in a married couple's life that allows them to grow together mm. even though it was tumultuous for you to go through that situation it may be death it may be financial um struggles it may be you know just misunderstanding but god gives us grace mm-hmm. because yeah. you've committed yourself to this one person yeah and he said if you commit yourself to this one person you're showing me that you're loving your neighbor as you should Wow. Mm-hmm. That you're wow. committed to this individual, that no matter what, you're going to be there and you're going to stand with that individual. And when a wife can see that out of a husband, yeah, mm. and you're not you're not chasing skirts, you're not out there, you know, taking your money, spending it frivolously. You coming home, you paying the bills, you doing what you need to do. What wife? What good wife wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, and right. want to be submissive. Yeah. Right. My wife yeah. has no problem cooking for me or making sure that my clothes are clean or doing whatever because she knows when I come home, it's it's a given. Yeah. That certain things are going to be done. But that takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you have to learn one another. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you have to give yourself 
the grace to learn one another. Right. You can't get mad and right. sorts over little things. Exactly. Yeah. Pick and choose your battles, <laughs> truthfully. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Pick and choose your battles. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Um, Wes, so I want I want to speak to men specifically that their wives first as a believer that their wife isn't a believer, right? Mm. Or they're not um, falling in line with what where they're trying to lead the household. Mm. Because your testimony is so, I think, very beautiful. And we don't see it too often today, how your wife was in a separate faith or, or had a different belief. And then through you just being you to her or being God's example in earth, it's shifted. So just... Like, how did you do that to, to help her um, really come into the knowledge of Jesus and accept and then become on fire for him? Well, I mean, I didn't do anything <laughs> other than other than obedience to to God. Um, I think everybody who's married, it's a unique marriage. It's a unique relationship. And your relationship is very unique. You're your journey is going to be unique. Your path is going to be unique from everybody else's. So you just start from there, right? And I, I, um, I did, you know, I fasted for for a month, and you know, I was, I was just kind of tearing before the Lord, asking him, say, "Hey, man, like, what, what gives? What do you want me to do?" It's day thirty-one at this point, and um, I hadn't heard anything from him, and you know, he spoke when I when I asked. He he spoke three three times during the day saying the same thing. So um, he basically told me, you know, to, to just pull back, pull back. And because I think when you're young and you're trying to learn what it is to lead a household, what it is to, to lead a wife, you, even when you're in the word, you're doing the best that you can, but God is still, you have to be open to God really showing you what that is. And so I'm doing at the time, I'm feel like I'm doing the best I can do. You know, I'm saying, hey, you know, let's let's read the word, let's read these books, let's, you know, watch sermons, blah, blah, blah. But we had we had got into, you know, kind of an argument. And so um before I ended up fasting, you know, we were, you know, going two totally different directions. But that's when he told me, he said, Hey, pull back and just live me, live me. And he just said, you know, like we've been saying, love, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Every time I would go to God, he he always just love her. Like to that to that point, like, but God just love her. So he was telling me just to love her. And then he was telling me, don't worry about the increase. The seeds are there, the seeds have been planted. Just live out me in front of her and in front of your family. Just live by example. And I said, okay. And it, you know, only only I know um how painful that process was, but at the end of the day, I, I I thought like, okay, this might might go cool, it might not, you know, because when Christ is really presented, I, I believe, um, you know, there's no in between. Either the person is going to be like on fire for them, or they're going to be like, I can't take this, I gotta I gotta go. So I didn't I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how long it was going to be. It just so happened that he he did this very very quickly, and I'm I'm thankful for it. But it was very it was a very painful process because you know you're thinking, you know. Being transparent, you're thinking as a guy before you even get in marriage. Okay, well, if I get if I get sex, if I get food, I'll be good. But some of the most important things for a man of God is is to be in sync with his wife spiritually. 
You know, that's a huge thing. Like I have a lot of, you know, I love Jesus and I have a lot of zeal for him, but to have a partner um, who it was opposite, that was very, very painful every single day, you know, reading my word by myself and reading books that we initially started together, finishing those by myself. And God was like, dude, I've got you. Just continue doing this. And then at some point she just asked for a Bible and I didn't even think that she was asking for herself. I thought she was going to get a Bible for somebody else, you know? And so it was pretty much just being obedient to him um, because God, he always just keeps it 100 with me. He was like, yo, this will go left yeah. if, if you don't do, you know what I mean? Like, so he doesn't, he doesn't tell me like, oh yeah, this is going to work. He just says like, you got choices. This is free will. I'm giving you free will. So you could, you could pay attention to me and I will take care of this or you can be in your flesh if you want to, yeah. you know what I mean? So there was plenty of times where I, I had to hold my flesh back from saying something or doing something, you know what I mean? And um, it is just a, a remarkable, it's one of the greatest testimonies just to see somebody change that you're living with and you, you can see them up close. You know what I'm saying? To see God change somebody's heart up close like that. I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy things in my life, but that is probably at the top. Yeah. I mean, and for it to happen as quickly as it yeah. did and she's, like like you said, like the only way to describe it is she's on fire at this point. So it's not like, oh, I'm just taking a little interest in this. I mean, yeah. she's in her word more than me right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm in my word every day, but she is in it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's it's crazy to see. Yeah. So so Mike, as we kind of wrap this uh this particular part or this conversation up, thirty years married. And there's this this adage that I firmly am against. Oh, here we go. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know you know. I know you know. Right. Right. What am I about to say? Happy wife, happy life. Happy life right? I hate that one. Right? So, so in 30 years, what, what do you think should be the better perspective of a husband? Is it happy wife, happy life? Or is it happy spouse, happy house? Good morning. Hmm. I love that one. I, I, I would tend to lean towards the latter. Happy house, happy, or happy spouse, happy house. Because when you live with the individual for as long as we've lived together, everybody has idiosyncrasies. Everybody. There's certain things you just like. I like my toothbrush on the left side of the sink, and she likes hers on the right. It's just little things that come along as you live with a person and you're learning them that you pick and choose how you're going to react. And is this a, is that a deal breaker? Is that a reason really to fuss or have an argument about? No, it's not really an argument. It's something that, it's one of the things that's our pet peeve. But the thing is, Underlining the whole situation is the love that you have for that individual. Because if anybody said something to her, if anybody said something to me, you know, they had that TikTok out where the, the wife comes to the door and says, somebody <laughs> talking mean to my man, I'm going to be at right. the door. That's my wife. Yeah. She ain't but four foot nine. Right. She feisty too. <laughs> she feisty. But the thing is, that preferential treatment gives yeah. you that leeway. It gives you that that edge because they prefer you over another. Yeah. And it always makes the difference. 
when you know, I'm telling you, my chest is out when I know my wife preferring me over, and she look good too, <laughs> and she's preferring me over everybody else. Right. It, it gives you some, it makes you smile bigger, it makes you walk taller. And when you can feel that presence from your spouse, it just gives you a lift. And it, you go that extra mile. Well, they call me there. I don't know if I want to go to work. I'm going to work. <laughs> because there's, yeah. certain, there's certain things I need to do. Yeah. There's certain things that are required of me. So I want to make sure I make a good impression. And so when you do things outside of what is normal for you to do, that's where love really grows. Mm-hmm. When you do that extra. It's like um, the Bible says, uh, your labor love is not in vain. Yeah. And it can be seen in you know, sometimes you don't, it's unspoken. Yeah. Some unspoken. So I'm definitely with the house. Happy housewife spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Make the household. Because yep. that's where you live. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and that includes yourself, right? Um, Absolutely. Because the reason why I, I'm, I say it gets the happy wife, happy house is typically it's to the demise of the marriage because you typically put yourself miserable. so far back that you become miserable. Mm-hmm. And then when you wake up, Right, my pastor would say, when the man wakes up, typically another <clears throat> woman comes to speak to that man part, mm. and that's what leads you to stepping outside of your marriage, is because you you didn't understand there's a balancing act to making your wife happy. It's a mutual right, and, and it's like you know, even though there's gonna be there's times where you may not get it back, but the goal is you're doing this. For the betterment of yourself and for her, you got to have those times of, like I remember early in my marriage, my wife would I would come home and she just ready to throw up her whole day to me, and I had to tell her I was like, yo, I need about twenty to thirty minutes to decompress, to decompress from my day so that I can be present with you, because if I'm not present, you're just talking and you're gonna ask me what did I say. Now because I've learned how to listen, I can spit back to what you're, and I'm only listening at that point. To be prepared if you ask me. <laughs> did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? It's like, yeah. No, I, 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 I did not get that memo. You don't even know what I said. Right. Not at all. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, I need that time so that I can be present. Yeah. Right? Be present in the conversation. Be present in loving. And be present in, um, in whatever it is that she's needing in that time. But it's like us as men, we have to, like we talked about before we got started. That's why the whole idea of a man cave happened. Or some men go out on Mm -hmm. Thursday nights with their boys just to hang out because it's just they need that space away from home for a moment Mm -hmm. because it's okay to be selfish in your moment. Right. There's we we talked about this. There's a difference between being self-centered and being selfish with something. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be selfish about some things if it's going to the gym. If it's going to the shooting range, if it's going to hang out with buddies, basketball, whatever it is, go find that space so that you can be better for your wife and kids. Because just as she needs her time, you need your time as well. So I think that's super important as husbands to understand that, you know, kind of just to to bring it all together. First thing you need to have is a relationship with God. Absolutely. Right. Um, You know, us as believers. Right. If you don't believe you know, it's going to be a little, it's going to be tougher for you because you're not going to understand the foundation of what love is, right? Um, so having that that understanding of, all right, who is God and being centered, being connected in his presence. And then like Mike said, to love your spouse as you love yourself, love your neighbor. 
you gotta first know how to love yourself so you can love better. Um, and then just understand you gotta pick your battles, right? <laughs> pick your battles and decide on uh, what you wanna fight for, what you wanna let go. Just make sure that you don't you you don't let go too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you gotta stand and fight so that something can be done. I, I was gonna say like, cause this is making me think of, of the term yes man, mm-hmm. right? So a yes man, under pretty much any capacity, whether it's just a, a friend or whether it's you know a spouse, you know is not not good because if we if if you look at God, if you look at God as the the ultimate standard of of a father of a husband, right to the, to his bride, yeah, the scripture says yes and amen. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we know a good father because he's a good father. He says no. He says yes. He says wait. You know, yeah. sometimes he seemingly doesn't really give us an answer. You know what I'm saying? There's all of those things that are involved. You got to figure out the balance of it. You know what I mean? I, I think overall, even in a even in a marriage, it wouldn't be healthy. It wouldn't be healthy to to try to keep your wife healthy by basically doing everything. Like my wife will tell you, like I I I do. I think I do pretty good, but I I don't. You know. I'm not breaking. I'm not gonna break my back every single day. You know what I'm saying? To to go get a burger or to get you know. And I I purposely will do it just to keep the balance. I've always been like that though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I will purposely you know do that sometimes to to keep the balance. Um, because again, like like I said, it's not healthy. Any one answer isn't healthy all the time. Yeah. Heck, even water. Water is life. You drink enough of it, you die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everything is about moderation. Everything is about balance and not flesh, not flesh balance. You know what I'm saying? Allow the spirit yeah. to lead mm. the answers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you have to, because it's very important. The Bible tells us um, how to talk to our wives. Yeah. How, what, you know, it tells do not be harsh with them. Why not? Okay, go ahead. Be harsh with them and see. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why you don't want us to be harsh. Yeah. So it just tells us how to deal with them. And, and they're all... They're the same but different. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the beautiful thing. God, that's what I love about him. He says, yo, I know you. You don't really know you. And you definitely don't really know her or him. Yeah. But I, I know you guys. So, like, trust me on this. You know what I'm saying? I've designed you. So I know what I'm talking about here. So we just really have to trust, you know, the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's lead on, you know, when to say, when to kind of put your foot down. And not not base it off of flesh, because a lot of times we'd be in our flesh and be like, yeah. woman, no, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we're in our flesh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that no is supposed to be a yes. But yeah. if you're in your flesh, you just yeah. all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, brothers, I thank y'all for be- joining us in this conversation. There is definitely a part two. So you want to stay tuned, because then we're going to dive into being a father. Right? So... Being a husband is important because it sets the foundation to the type of father we're going to be to our children Mm. and the example that they're setting and how important being a father is ties into how someone becomes a wife or a husband from the next generation. So it's so important. And I'm trying to think of, um, oh, and, and when you understand like, you know, you as a, as a man, when you become a husband, you also become a father. Because he says in the beginning, husbands, leave your men, leave your parents. You you leave your mom and dad and you cleave to your wife. If you notice in scripture, it never says that she leaves her father. Cleave. It's because literally the father passes over headship to Mm -hmm. you. So now you become the father. So we're going to dive really deep 
into fatherhood because it's so important. Um, so until next time, y'all stay tuned. Part two. Where can they find us, bro? You can find us on Facebook, Raw on Purpose Podcast, right? Uh, find us on IG, Raw on Purpose underscore, as well as TikTok. And of course, you can email us at Raw on Purpose Podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, so it's raw on purpose at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot the, <laughs> you, you put the podcast <laughs> the on there. We will not at. get that email. <laughs> right. But we it's are going on somewhere. YouTube huh? Huh? on purpose podcast. True. Right. So subscribe mm-hmm. to the channel, like, comment, comment, all those great things. Share. I promise you, somebody out there is needed yes. to hear this conversation about mm-hmm. being a husband. If we can save the husbands, we can save the fathers, which then we can help protect and save the community, which at large, changes the world. So until next time, it's your boy, Zay. And it's your boy, Rashad. And it's our brothers, Wes and Mike. This is uh, the Wrong Wrong Purpose Purpose Podcast. Podcast. Right, let's do it again. It's the Wrong Purpose Podcast. (laughs) Until next time. Keep tapping in, y'all. Tapping, tapping. Tapping to your purpose. Tapping, tapping. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. We tapping into purpose. We tapping into purpose. Tapping purpose. Tapping purpose. Tapping purpose.